It's sweet. It's creamy. It's not like that turnip that gives you that little choke in the back of your throat. It doesn't have that sulfury thing that turnips and parsnips have. Like you say turnips to people and they go, ew, turnips. But you feed them a gill feather turnip without telling them what it is. And they go, wow, this is really good. Some people think it's mashed cauliflower. It has that soft, creamy texture. And so that's how the turnip came to be. You're listening to Happy Vermont, a podcast about people and places in the Green Mountain State. I'm your host, Erica Housekeeper. The small town of Wardsboro in southern Vermont is where you'll find a country store, local library, post office, and a town hall. High on a hill just outside of the center of town is the old Gilfeather Farm, where John Gilfeather developed the famous Gilfeather turnip in the early 1900s. The Gilfeather turnip is the official Vermont State vegetable. The turnip is also celebrated every fall at the annual Gilfeather Turnip Festival in October. The festival, which started back in 2002, draws visitors from around the region to enjoy Gilfeather turnip soup, food and crafts, and the Gilfeather turnip contest. The festival is held in the center of town, and it's sponsored by the Friends of the Wardsboro Library. It was canceled in 2020 because of COVID, of course. But organizers hope the Turnip Festival will happen this year as planned on Saturday, October 23, 2021. Linda Gifkins, a member of the Friends of the Wardsboro Library and an organizer of the event, says the festival draws about 1,300 people. So we don't charge admission. Yeah. So the question is, how do we know how many people we have here? Yeah. So we print out stickers, mm. and we go out and put a sticker on everybody. And at the end of the day, we count how many stickers we've had. Excellent. That's great. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. What do you think makes the event special? It's folksy. It's small. It, mm. And the vendors love it. You ask most of the vendors that have been repeat vendors, they're like, this is my favorite event to come to. And why do you think that is? They get to talk to people. It's an enthusiastic crowd. It's after the tourist season because foliage is over. So you get people that live here. Mm. But people come from Massachusetts, Connecticut, you know, oh, we come every year. We have a group of the Gilfeather family from out of the Boston area that come. That's great. Oh, that must be really fun. Do they come every year? Just about. Uh-huh. It's a great event, and there's not a lot else going on at that time period. I mean, fall is over. It's taint season, twig season, whatever you want to call it. Stick season. Yeah. Stick season, <laughs> you know, and it's, um, it's something to do. Mm. And there's great food and great vendors. People, I think, at that point, at that time, are almost starting to think about holiday. So it's a great shopping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We try and keep it all local crafts. Wardsboro resident Anita Raphael, who you heard at the very beginning of this episode, is a gillfeather turnip enthusiast. And she was an active volunteer in the effort to get the gillfeather turnip recognized as a state vegetable in 2016. I took a walk with Anita in early August at the old gillfeather farm which is now owned by the Bacchus family. And the family, honoring tradition, always grows a patch of gillfeather turnips from seed. Here's Anita. We're standing actually in the middle of the dirt road called Gilfeather Road up that goes up a steep hill into the woods above this beautiful valley. And we're right outside the original farmhouse that was 
built by Felix and Maria Gilfeather. They were the parents of seven children altogether. They had emigrated from Ireland, first come to Manchester, then to Wardsboro. And their oldest son was John Gilfeather. And he eventually inherited the farm and lived here most of his life with one of his brothers, William. And it was John Gilfeather who made the Gilfeather turnip famous even in his own lifetime. It's more famous now, but it was really famous when he was alive. So it's not a new thing. And what made the turnip famous in John Gilfeather's day was that he is believed to have hybridized it. We don't know if it was a happy accident of nature or if he was truly some little hybridizing genius and figured out how to come up with this turnip that wasn't a turnip. It's part rutabaga, we think. John Gilfeather is the man behind the Gilfeather turnip. So tell us about him and how this all started. John Gilfeather was born actually in Manchester, Vermont. He was the son of Irish immigrants, Felix and Maria Gilfeather, one of seven children. And uh, they came to Vermont when John Gilfeather was about five years old and lived up on this farm high up on a hillside, just a little ways from the center of town. And they were farmers. They were Irish farmers. And so John and his brother William stayed on the farm after the other siblings left after his parents had died. And he developed this hybrid turnip. What we don't know, actually, is if it was an accident, a happy accident of Mother Nature, or if he actually had some talent in hybridizing a cross between a rutabaga and a turnip. He had an interesting era in which he lived. He was born 88 days before Lincoln was shot, and yet he lived until almost the last year of FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt's life. So if you can imagine that era and the interesting times that he lived in. He was a bachelor. He never married, never had any kids, lived with his brother William, and all but the last few years of his life lived up on this farm. But he was very civic-minded. He served in the state legislature. Our current state representative, Laura Sibelia, sits in John Gilfeather's chair up at the state house in the House of Representatives. And he also was very active in local government. If you read the old town reports from the years, say, 1900 until the 1930s. He appears in many town offices, select board and other jobs that he held. So he was civic minded, as well as being a farmer. I would say he wasn't a gentleman farmer, but a true Vermont country farmer. Yeah. When he cultivated the gillfeather turnip, but he was somewhat secretive about it. He didn't really want to share how he was doing that. Is that correct? That's correct. One of the things we know about John Gilfeather is he really was possessive of not just the seeds, but the plant itself. Because if you have a turnip, you can actually grow another turnip because of the hairy roots and the tops and all that. So if you actually have a turnip, you can plant it and kind of make it grow. So to protect his gillfeather turnip, he used to cut the tops off so that they wouldn't grow. And he used to shave off all the root hairs. So you can picture a wagon load of turnips being brought to market over in New York or down in Massachusetts or perhaps even in New Hampshire. And weeks before this man, after the first hard frost, sat there and cleaned off all the bits of these turnips, selling just the bulb itself so that no one else could grow them. But someone must have had the seed, someone must have kept it, because it didn't disappear entirely. Even though he did not have children to hand down the farm to, the seeds did survive in the community. Yeah, talk to me about, I know the turnips later, you know, you can still 
get them today? How did they become trademarked or available to the public? We suspect that after John Gilfeather died, which would have been in 1944, that between the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, there were still local farmers. When I say local, I mean Southern Vermont, just not just Wardsboro, growing Gilfeather turnips. And back in the 1970s, a fellow gave Bill and Mary Lou Schmidt of Dummerston a package of seeds or a little vial of seeds actually and said, here, grow some of these, see what you think. Well, Bill and Mary Lou grew them. They liked them. They realized that possibly this was something unique. They'd never had anything before. So they took it upon themselves to see if they could get this particular turnip. It was already known as the Gilfeather turnip. That wasn't the problem. But they wanted to see if they could get this particular unique vegetable trademarked. So they were the ones in the 1970 that worked with the University of Vermont to get the actual Gilfeather turnip trademarked. And through that, it became recognized as a Vermont heirloom vegetable. Mm-hmm. And in May 2016, it became the Vermont state vegetable. And so how exactly did that happen? The campaign to make the gillfeather turnip, the Vermont state vegetable, goes back to a little bit before 2014. The Friends of the Wordsboro Library had been hosting the gillfeather turnip festival for many years. And there had been sort of this, you know, chit chat, oh, it should be the state vegetable. But if you remember at that time, there were a lot of people trying to promote kale and nobody thought kale was a good idea as the state vegetable. So because the actual gale feather turnip is a real Vermont vegetable, we think the local school children at the Wardsboro Elementary School in the fifth and sixth grade under their teacher, Samantha Bovat, decided to take up the campaign to make it the Vermont state vegetable. And they worked on this from January 2014 until the governor signed it in May of 2016. They testified before the House Committee on Agriculture. Then they testified before the House. They testified the next year before the Senate Committee. And that was tough. The senators asked them a lot of hard questions. The kids were awesome. They had posters. They had displays. They had poems. They had little speeches that they made about the gillfeather turnip. Then it went to the Senate. And then finally, when it was voted out of the Senate, in the end of April 2016 and the next month in May, Governor Shumlin signed it at his office at the State House with the kids present. They were all there. They brought turnips with them so that turnips would be in the official photographs of the event. And Governor Shumlin was fabulous. He talked to each of the children, interviewed them about what they liked about it and how they you know, were interested in it. So the kids were amazing. Those children are not children anymore. Right. They're all in high school now. But this is their legacy, that they were the ones that I can't even begin to tell you how hard they were. I can imagine. That's excellent. And this morning, we drove up, took a left on Gilfeather Road and went up to the old Gilfeather Farm, which still exists today. And you were telling me the current owners, you know, they still honor this tradition and they grow a patch of Gilfeather turnips from seed. It's this beautiful, magnificent spot. And it's so interesting because the Gilfeather turnip, it just seems like it's such a part of the fabric of the community. And why do you think that is? Well, if you drive into town, 
either end of town, there's a big sign that says, welcome to Wardsboro, and it has a huge picture of a turnip on it. So it's a little hard to miss <laughs> that we are the official town of the official state vegetable. And it says, welcome to Wardsboro, home of the official state mm -hmm. vegetable. So there's a tremendous amount of community pride. It puts Wardsboro on the map. It makes us famous for something. Mm -hmm. If you read the complete histories of Vermont, it's kind of hard to find one particular thing that Wardsboro would be famous for. There was a famous counterfeiter back in the 1800s <laughs> or something, right. a woman. But other than that, Wardsboro didn't really have its place on the map. And now it does because of this gillfeather turnip. It's a good thing. Yeah, it is a good thing. And it gives the town such an identity. And what's the population of the town? The town is about 850 people, maybe more in the last couple of years. There's been kind of a real estate boom and a lot of properties have been bought up. And what's nice about a lot of the newcomers is they're getting involved. We expect to see them helping to promote the Gilfeather Turnip and here at the library. Great. And how long have you lived in Wardsboro? I moved to Wardsboro in 2005 and restored an old barn into a residence. And I have no intention of going anywhere else. So when you came here, when you moved here in 2005, and when people come here in town, do they quickly learn about the, the Gilfeather turnip piece? Like, is that something most people know about? Well, we still bump into people elsewhere in the state who don't even know where Wardsboro is. <laughs> so we have to start with where's Wardsboro. I always tell people it's kind of in a little teacup valley between Stratton Mountain and Mount Snow. So that people can kind of relate to that. So we have to start with where's Wardsboro. People know about the turnip, but then they don't know about Wardsboro. Or they know about Wardsboro, but they don't know about the turnip. So we have to connect the two. And the organization that's been making that connection is the Friends of the Library. They've done a tremendous job making that public, promoting it, selling products about the turnip. Everything they sell relates back to Wardsboro and the turnip. Right. Everything they do is about the turnip. So they are the organization that's really carrying this forward and, and keeping it alive and keeping it going even long after the big publicity of yeah. the state vegetable nomination. What is it about the story you think that people enjoy about the Gilfeather turnip? Do you think there's something inspiring about the story of, you know, this seed that was cultivated here in Vermont and now it's, you know, has this enjoyment all these years later? Or I don't know, is there anything about the story that you find special or unique? I think Vermont has not a subculture, but an actual culture of local food. And I think this ties directly into that, that awareness of how important local foods are. So not only by making it the state vegetable, but just by trademarking the seed, by preserving it, by the fact that it's entered in the slow food movement, that it's part of the official arc of taste, that gillfeather seeds are in that secret vault wherever it is in Finland or Iceland or something. Yeah. We know the turnip will last. We know that it won't be lost. And I think that people appreciate local food. I think it's the the element of local that makes it important. And people are now more aware of local fruits, local vegetables, everything that that is local. I'm not a fan of the word local lore. I don't see it used as much as I used to a number of years ago. But to have something that's truly of a place, of the terroir, if you want to use the French wine word of the place, we think that you can taste that in the gill feather turnip. What is your favorite thing about the festival? 
My favorite thing about the Gill Feather Turnip Festival is the Gill Feather Turnip Contest. It's hysterical. There are many categories that people can enter. You win a ribbon and you definitely win bragging rights for the rest of the year. There are times that people dress them up in costume and name their turnips and come in with funny names for them. And the contest really is the most engaging part because you have these like old time farmers who've been, you know, farming on a piece of hillside for seven years, coming in with these turnips that are like 20, 20 pounds. And then you'll have a 10 year old walk in with a turnip that's bigger than those. He can barely lift it and plops it on the table and fills out his registration form. It's free to enter. You don't really win anything except the bragging rights and your picture in the paper. But I love the turnip contest. Yeah, that's great. Well, what do you love most about living in Wardsboro? I grew up in a town in Connecticut that was a lot like Wardsboro. So when I moved here in 2005, it was so familiar to me. The way the roads twist and turn, the ups and downs, the hills, the quiet, the white church on Main Street, all of those things related to the images and the iconography of my childhood. So I figured it was a good place to spend the next 20 years or so. Absolutely, it feels like home. Feels like home, very much so. You can learn more about the Gilfeather Turnip and the Gilfeather Turnip Festival by visiting www.friendsofwardsborolibrary.org. You can also shop online at the library's website for Gilfeather Turnip seeds, the Gilfeather Turnip cookbook, kitchen aprons, hats, and more. Thanks for listening to Happy Vermont. You can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. You can also visit my website at happyvermont.com, where you can read stories about places to visit and interesting people who make the state great. You can also find Happy Vermont sweatshirts, t-shirts, and hats available online. If you have any questions or story ideas, please email me at hello at happyvermont.com. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.